Coming up on today's show, we have a new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. The NXT Women's Division heats up. The first post-WrestleMania ratings come in. MLW and AEW previews. John attempts Backlash 1999 trivia. I'm sorry, Backlash 2000 trivia and more on this episode of The Daily Wrestling News Show. John has uh, just finished up an air guitar session in the back, and <laughs> we are live. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show for April 14th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. I'm joined today by the leader of the Bell Time Club, it looks like, Mr. John Smith. John, how are you? <laughs> Good man, I always forget that you can see me when I'm back when when you have the the opening up and I'm back here rocking out. That was more for my son than anything. <laughs> I think I'm just you know it's, it's it makes me glad that I chose that song because I I always you know even when I have like the special guest interviews and stuff they always did the same thing they're back there playing the drums or whatever. So in 20 seconds, if I can get somebody to do that, I think that's pretty pretty good way to start the show. Nice. Well, like I said, uh, like we said in the open, there is a bunch of stuff coming out of NXT last night, and uh, it's kind of a light news day, but we do have Dynamite and MLW tonight, so we'll keep ourselves busy for the next half hour or so, and then we'll stump you on Backlash Trivia and get out of here. <laughs> well, so let's kick things off with NXT. I think that's the lead story. Um, they moved to their new Tuesday night slot, and I just want to ask John, first and foremost, how was it? not having the pressure of watching both shows in one night before coming on this one. Oh man, what a relief. <laughs> I, to not have to go back and forth and pause and fast forward and all, and be up till almost midnight, even though I was trying to save time pausing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had like the most convoluted, like approach to watching NXT and dynamite. You, you'd watch one, for a certain period of time and then start the other one and watch that one for a period of time yep. by the end. By the end, you probably didn't know whether Cody Rhodes was on NXT or dynamite. <laughs> 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 but uh, there are, there is, believe it or not, after two nights of takeover stand and deliver last week, this week's episode was a somewhat newsworthy episode. They had a bunch of stuff happen, including Kushida, is the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Uh, Escobar got his huge ladder match win over Devlin and then came on NXT with an open challenge, and it was answered by probably the top the top light heavyweight in the company in terms of wrestling. So, Yeah, and props to Al Carl for calling that like spot on, that Kushida would, be, would get it and that he would win. Um, I, I like seeing Kushida with this belt. I just... You know, I thought that Santos, now that he was, you know, the undisputed champ, would actually have himself, you know, a, a even longer run. But I guess he just he proved his point, and now he's moving on. I guess. Yeah. It. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of weird too because um, Kushida gets the belt. Santos Escobar. You're right. He's probably moving on. Jordan Devlin's not moving on. He's stuck on the fact that yes. He says Escobar can climb up a ladder faster than me, but that doesn't prove he could pin me or that he's a better wrestler. So he's going right for Kushida right away. 
no match announcement or anything like that, but the challenge has been issued, and I'm happy to see Kushida versus Devlin. Yeah, he said that he's going back overseas right now, but um, you know he'll be seeing Kushida in the future. So, yeah, we're not going to be getting that anytime soon, but I'm assuming they're going to keep the belt on Kushida until Devlin's back in the States. Yes, yeah. So then uh, another kind of a newsworthy situation that we had on NXT last night is Raquel Gonzalez, she comes out to celebrate for, you know, her big win. They've changed the Raquel Gonzalez graphic. She's smiling and everything on, on uh, WWE.com. It feels like she's doing a bit of a face turn. And then we have, uh, during the same segment where she's doing the celebrating, we have a Frankie Monet come out, who is Taya Valkyrie. Uh, what do you think of your first glimpse at the repackaged Taya Valkyrie? It's interesting. It didn't blow me away or anything, but it you know I'm interested moving forward. I think she belongs there. I don't know if they're going to give her put her in like a world title program right away or anything like that. But you know her feuding with Dakota Kai would be fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was it was interesting. You know Raquel put over Dakota too. You know saying that you know her rise was. She gave Dakota all the credit for it, um, but yeah, maybe that's maybe that's where they go. Taya versus uh, versus Dakota. I'm gonna have a hard time calling her Frankie. Like, yeah, forever, probably it, forever. And D- Dakota and Raquel now have like a little Shawn Michaels and Diesel thing going on. Shawn Michaels, like like Dakota was there for way longer than Raquel. Raquel comes in and just grabs the title within a year. You know, you know, and it is interesting because. Kind of, you, you do expect that little tandem to explode at some point, but you know, it, it, it may perhaps now, perhaps afterwards, they seem to be on the same page and seem to be really happy with each other. But at some point, that you figure that'll be a feud, kind of Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole esque, maybe later yeah. on. Yeah, but so Taya kind of staked her, you know, she introduced herself and was staking her claim and whatnot. I thought the the lines were delivered kind of funky. I don't think she seemed very comfortable with what she had to say, but you know, get this first one out of the way and we'll we'll see where we go from here. But she wasn't the only person trying to stake a claim at that new that Raquel's championship. Mercedes Martinez, Zoe Stark are both uh, going after that as well. So I think Raquel has a long a long list, a long line in front of her. Uh, John, you're pretty good at usually picking the next takeover match. Can you do it at this point? Who's Raquel facing at takeover next? Good question. Um, I I can't think of anyone right now that would make sense. So I, I guess it's got to be Mercedes because she's yeah. the only one that's actually come out and said something. Well, and the other thing is there was no sign of Io Shirai on the show last night. So don't know whether she is moving on or if she is going to um you know can come back at raquel we also have saray debuting next week so until we get a kind of a glimpse of her then we don't really really know what's going to happen there. And, and the line from our cold open in the show was the women's division's heating up even uh jesse kamea she got right in mercedes martinez's face and until she did that i did not realize how tall jesse kamea was I was literally just going to say the same thing. I th- like, what did she put on stilts or something? <laughs> well, I thought I thought in the, when they were in the backstage segment, I was like, maybe she has like stilettos on or something like that that you know put her taller than Mer- Mercedes. But no, then they came out of the ring. It was 
she's very, very tall. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Al says, what does Dakota get upset about by, Ra by Raquel's success? Or, you know, it's questioning what, how that turn's going to happen. I think that's exactly it, right? Like, you know, you never gave me my shot or got in my way or whatever. You were supposed to help me type of scenario. So, well, the uh, like I said, the women's division's heating up. You got all these challengers, but we did take time during the show to pause and do a little celebration. Rhea Ripley came out. Bianca Belair came out. Uh, all these NXT alumni with their titles, they did a little cheers in the ring and feel good moment in front of a picture that, you know, from them back in the NXT days when they were all in NXT. So, um, I think that's, that's pretty much that. Um, the other thing that happened on the show, or one of the other things is that Imperium, they attacked Killian Dane after the Dane and Maverick, uh, match with MSK where they failed to capture the titles. And, it's uh, it's almost a little awkward, you know, like between Wolf and Bartel and uh, Eichner. I'm, I'm not sure if they're all on the same page with this thing, but in any case, it looks like it looks like they're trying to recruit Killian Dane by beating him down. I'm not sure. <laughs> what, what are you thinking, John? I don't know what the end game is here, but it looks like Alexander Wolf is like the makeshift leader while Walter's not around. Right, right. He's like the the ward or whatever the, the, the vice president <laughs> yeah yeah he has a he has a nickname i can't think of what i can't think of what it is right now that that they call him but yeah something like that enforcer or something but yeah and you know i thought imperium the walter promo you know he says that they are expanding so it makes sense maybe they are looking to killian dane i still have this thatcher thing uh timothy thatcher thing in my head but Chompa and Thatcher did a promo, and they seem to be focused on MSK next, writing their wrong from the Dusty Classic tournament. So, yeah, that'll be a fun match if it if it happens. Yeah, do you think that Thatcher and Champa are on the same page, or do you think that's going to be something that blows up here in the next? Honestly, I don't even think they know where they're going with it. I think that they're just seeing how it goes and they're going to take it at one week at a time. I have no idea how it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I would, I think I'd rather have Thatcher as a heel than as face, but you know, however it goes, I think you're right. Like it could go either way. Um, yeah. Attached, attached to Ciampa, he, he's fine as a face, but when, once he's on his own, he, he's definitely heel. Right, right. What do you think of the eight-person tag match at the end of the show? Um, my, we were—I was watching it with my wife, and and she and we both kind of really liked the the uh, dynamic of it. Yeah, it was much much more fun than the um, intergender tag matches that you see on Raw or SmackDown or that tournament that they had. I forget what it was called. Oh yeah, mixed match challenge. Yep, the mixed match challenge. Yeah, I mean, we got to see you know some woman on man violence, but not the other way around still. Um, right. yeah, Candace had a nice little, uh, you know, tornado DDT through the second rope to the outside on Loomis. That was, that was nice. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part though, was Indy playing dead and getting Loomis to carry her to the back. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it's, you know, Austin theory made the save at one point to prevent Loomis from, you know, taking her, and then she got up and threw Loomis out, or uh, threw Theory out of the match and reassumed <laughs> her position as 
damsel in distress. So that, that Loomis. She just kept like inching her way closer to him to get him to notice. Yes. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind seeing more of those eight person intergender type things. I think that when there's more people involved, it is less obvious that you're doing inter intergender. Um, right. So, so it, it, but it, it's fun. The dynamic is totally different than a regular eight man tag or whatever. So. All right. Well, um, anything else major from NXT? I think that's the major news. Oh, and then, you know, the signing of Saray. Um, that'll be next week. Yeah, the uh, aftermath of the Adam Cole and um, Kyle O'Reilly thing wasn't too much to talk about. Uh, they they hyped it up a lot more than what, than what we got out of it. Yeah, we just saw them getting stretchered into the hospital and Adam Cole was screaming at Kyle O'Reilly. So it's like, <laughs> man, is this done? Is it not done? I guess, I, I don't know why it slipped my mind, but Roderick Strong resigned. That's probably pretty newsworthy, I guess. He's, um, well, here's the, here's what he's, he's handed a portfolio to uh, William Regal and Regal said he was welcome in NXT anytime. So whether he resigned or it was some other convoluted thing, I'm not sure. But it appears that he's resigned, and we'll see where he goes next. But I feel like he would fit on the main roster pretty well. He's a small guy, but um, but I think he could have. I mean, he'd be, he'd be great wrestling anybody. He's he's an incredible wrestler. Um, it's, it, his size concerns me a little bit, but you're right. I think he'd be fine anywhere. Um, yeah, Swerve Scott got a win over Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff attacked him in the back, you know, so that feud must continue. So no period at the end of that sentence. And uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlett opened the show. Uh, Cross said that, you know, told people to step up. Nobody did. So we'll see where, the, where that feud goes next or that. What what's in store for the championship in the uh, in the coming weeks? But all right, a couple of other news stories from the last day. Uh, Monday Night Raw had over two million viewers in the post WrestleMania episode. Uh, this was the first time they broke two million since January fourth, and it was about a three hundred thousand uptick from last week. So I don't typically every once in a while I bring up the ratings on this show. Um, they're covered so extensively everywhere else on everybody's Twitter accounts and every single wrestling fan's social media post. But I do think that they're interesting this week specifically as all the shows are laid out with no competition. So I, I'm just be interesting over the next few weeks to see how each show kind of normalizes and what their audience actually is. So we'll take a look at that each, you know, each week. Yeah, I don't anticipate them changing too much. Maybe like the order of shows might be different than it would be if if they were head to head with another company. But I think like we would still be getting the same matches and the same stories, you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're going to change a whole heck of a lot. The shows, um, but the ratings. The ratings, I think, for NXT are going to go way up, and I think they will for Dynamite too. It's just are they gonna are they gonna be close to Raw and SmackDown? That's that's the question I'm really interested in. All, all for all the shows. Are they gonna be closer together? Right. And the other thing that came out yesterday is Jeff Jarrett is getting involved in the podcast world. He is going to be starting a podcast on May 4th. I don't know if anybody told him that's Star Wars Day, but it is. 
Um, his co-host is going to be Conrad Thompson, so it's part of that empire. So T gets a new podcast. So there you have it. Extremely light news. <laughs> I don't have anything else in the news, so to speak, but we do have previews for tonight's episodes of both MLW and Dynamite. Um, now, I'll go through MLW real quick because I know, John, I don't think you follow that that much. But um, we got three title matches. Alexander Hammerstone defends the Openweight Championship against Mil Mortez. Richard Holiday defends the Caribbean Championship against Gino Medina. And Los Parks defend the World Tag Team Championships against the Dirty Blondes. So that's all happening tonight at 7 o'clock. It's your lead-in to Dynamite. And then Dynamite tonight has, uh, as far as I can tell, we have six matches announced for Dynamite, including uh, the Red Velvet Jade Cargill match that we've been kind of building towards for a long, long time. Uh, John, we were talking last night. I don't think it's going to be a squash, but I also wouldn't necessarily be surprised if Jade walks all over Red Velvet a little bit. Yeah, I, I definitely think Jade's winning it, though. I don't see how Red Velvet... I mean, Red Velvet could have somebody help her, but that's the only way she's, be she's beating Jade. Right, right. And any thoughts on where they go next? Like, is I don't necessarily... I've seen... We've seen Jade kind of align herself a little bit with Vicky Guerrero and a little bit with the Hardy family office, even. Uh, so it's kind of like a... You know, she's kind of like weirdly making the rounds a little bit. So I don't know what she's going to do next after this. Maybe uh Nyla Rose feud would be fun between those two. Yeah. The two, two biggest people in the division for sure. Yeah. We also have the in, in ring debut of Anthony at go, go tonight. And he's, he's one of these guys that has been around AEW since the very beginning almost, but he's been in developmental Olympic bronze medalist in boxing. So he's really, you know, he's very athletic, very good, very in shape. Um, he's been doing dark commentary, so he's got a little bit of mic skills. And so it'll be interesting to see how how quickly he adapts to wrestling. And I, I'm very interested. I don't think we've named his opponent yet, um, but whoever it is is probably going to get knocked out. Yeah, and I don't think they would have brought him up after all this time if he wasn't ready yet. It, you know what I was thinking is that it's curious to me. For, I've been sitting here trying to think of why Mike Tyson's on this show. Why is Mike Tyson on this dynamite to referee this match? It seems very weird. But the fact that they're debuting a go-go on this, it makes sense. If Tyson's bringing in anybody from the boxing world to watch this and they recognize a go-go, it might be another sort of gateway. So from a business perspective, I can see where that might make sense. Um, otherwise, I still have no idea why Mike Tyson is officiating the Dax Harwood and Chris Jericho match tonight. So, <laughs> uh, which is a weird match in itself, you know, one half of FTR versus Chris Jericho. But we start the pinnacle and inner circle uh, feud to that will eventually end at uh, Blood and Guts. So. We have a tag team championship match tonight. At Darby, or, uh, the Young Bucks versus Pac and Ray Phoenix. The match should be incredible. I think that if the, if nothing else, that match should be really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're always up for a Ray Phoenix match. So, and Pac yeah, is no slouch. One of my favorites too. I love yeah. Pac. 
So hopefully, I mean, if if anybody saw the uh, the Lucha Bros versus the Bucks in the Escalera de la Morta match at All Out a few years ago, these guys know each other really well, so they can put on a really great high-flying match. Hopefully we get something great on Dynamite tonight. Um, finally, Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy for the TNT Championship. I think it just further extends that feud Matt Hardy's got. I don't see Matt Hardy walking away with the title, though. So should be booked kind of straight, I think. At least he's got a legit opponent this time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. J.D. Drake was one of those people where it was pretty obvious he wasn't going to win. People could, if we get start getting into near falls and things towards the end of this match, there's definitely scenarios where you can think, oh, Matt Hardy could walk around with the TNT Championship. That makes sense. Um, I don't think anybody was thinking that for some of his previous opponents. So, all right, John, it is time for trivia. We're already there. Oh boy. <laughs> You better power up. my championship. Mm. That's right. That's right. I don't have an updated uh, scoreboard, but John, you did win the championship last uh, last month, so you are the reigning and defending champion. All right. So I mentioned at the open, it's Backlash 2000. This is the second annual Backlash pay per view. You're going to get five questions. The simple majority correct will get you the win. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. So here we go. Backlash 2000. Dean Malenko successfully defended the light heavyweight championship against this man. Was it A, Scotty Tuhati, B, Brian Christopher, C, Rakishi, or D, Takamichi Noko? Scotty, Scotty too hotty. It was Scotty too hotty. I saw you. I saw the wheels turning. You were thinking, man, did Rikishi cut weight at that time? Was he in the <laughs> heavyweight division? <laughs> it was between him. It was actually between him and, and Brian Christopher, just because you named all three of two cool. So I, I didn't think Taka was going to be the guy. No, no, not Takamichi Noku. Nope. So you're one for one. The Big Show defeated Kurt Angle at Backlash. Who did the Big Show dress up as? Was it A, Hulk Hogan, B, The Rock, C, Triple H, or D, The Ultimate Warrior? I should Hulk say Hogan. impersonate. Yes, it was Hulk Hogan. Yes. I completely right, forgot about that until this second, but I remember it vividly now that, now that you mention yeah. it. So when I said Backlash 2000, were you like, I don't know anything about this show, and then now you're like, okay, <laughs> I know a few things. Kind of, yeah, because it's like, you know, right after WrestleMania, but at the same time, that was my, the peak of me watch, like loving and watching wrestling, and all my friends were into it. It was like right around that time, you know. So you're getting good context clues and things like that in here. So that's good. Okay, who did the commentary for Backlash 2000? Was it Michael Cole and Jonathan Coachman, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay, or Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura? Go with Jim Ross and Lawler. That's correct. That's correct. Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay would have been doing other things on the other channel. And Michael Cole and Jonathan Coachman were both there doing backstage interviews. So Chris Benoit successfully defended the Intercontinental Championship against Chris Jericho. 
did he win by pinfall, submission, disqualification, or countout? Uh, this almost seems like it's too easy, so I can't. I'm not going to go with submission. Um, oh, DQ. It was DQ. It was DQ. Jericho yes. hit Benoit with the title belt after being disqualified. He put Tim White in the walls of Jericho. Jericho did not appreciate being disqualified for any reason, so he <laughs> put the referee in the walls of Jericho. Okay, four for four. Man, you are defending this championship well. The Rock won the WWF Championship from Triple H in the main event. Who was the special guest referee? A, Vince McMahon. B, Shane McMahon. C, Linda McMahon. D, Stephanie McMahon. Or E, Hugh Morris. What? <laughs> um, it was Shane McMahon. It was Shane McMahon. I think the answer to this question is always Shane McMahon. It seems like I think I've answered yeah. this question like a hundred times. So congratulations. Perfect. 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 If you were to tell me, I'm going to ask you five questions about Backlash 2000, I would have said I'd get none right. So congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I would have given myself probably three if I was a betting man. <laughs> well, you would have won on the over. So, uh, all right, before we get out of here today, a couple of things we want to talk about. First and foremost is the Bell Time Club t-shirt. John's actually wearing it right now. So check it out. It is, uh, I'll put up this little, little thing here. It's 22 bucks. It, that includes shipping. You can get it at buyslamclothes.com. It's a really cool shirt model after the Bullet Club design. All the sizes are the same price, $22. Um, and right now, if you use the promo code SHIRTS10, you can get 10% off two shirts at, at the website. So minispelltime.com shop, buyslamclothes.com, easy URL for you. So there you go. And then I didn't I'll even plan this either. I, I just wore this randomly, and you were advertising it randomly. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> it will be all month, so John probably won't share uh, change his shirt for the rest of the month. <laughs> yeah, like I did with my Legato shirt all last week. That's right. That's right. So uh, the other other thing you can check out is the primetime rundown. Joined Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. We take you through the world of sports each and every week. Our show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And coming up on Tuesday next week, uh, the Essential Wrestling Podcast hits episode number 50. Al Carl uh, started the show with Tyler Adele back 50 weeks ago. They've been on there every single week. It's a great way to catch up on everything that happened. Here are the, here are the guys, the panel's uh, analysis as they pick the matches for the upcoming week. Uh, and you got Pro Wrestling Pick'em in the background that you know Al will keep you up to date on the point structure and everything that goes on that. The Essential Wrestle Podcast, you want to listen to it every Tuesday at 6 p.m., for all the updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Uh, and like I said, episode number 50, big milestone episode for the Essential Wrestling Podcast coming up on this Tuesday. And then this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, it's here every day, Monday through Thursday uh, at 10 a.m. John Smith with here with me today, and we have a different host every other, every other day. So do tune in every single day, whether you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, 
or anywhere else that you get your podcast or video content. Here we are, and we love talking wrestling every single day, so do join us every day. All right, John, anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, I got a little word of advice for the people out there. Okay. Uh, if you're not going to do anything physical for a year straight, you might as well stretch really well beforehand because I am destroyed from working yesterday. I did some carpet pull-up, ripping up some carpet yesterday, and my lower back and my calves, for some reason, I don't even know. I didn't even use my calves like that. Like My calves are killing me. I don't know what the hell's going on. I feel like an old man. So make sure you stretch before you work out or do anything strenuous, guys, especially when you get older. <laughs> uh, DDPY is not an advertiser on this show, but I can say, I can say when I was working out regularly, doing DDPY beforehand prevented me from having to do stretch. You know, if I did that regularly. So get your yoga in, get your stretching in. I've heard some awesome things about DDP yoga, and it wasn't like in advertisements. I've heard it from like random people being like, hey, DDP yoga. And I'm like, oh, you know who DDP was? He goes, no, I had no idea who he was until his yoga. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. It's actually pretty fun, especially if you do know who he is, you know, from, from wrestling or whatever. But um, I've, I've done it off and on, so. I got to get back into it. Anyway, that's our show for today. You have both received wrestling updates and exercise tips from <laughs> Brian and John today. So have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow.